a nation and a land and a culture of their own. And so we come to bring the perspective of the angry black man on you know, a myriad of issues ranging from political to social to just some shit that we've seen that was made us angry or made us laugh. And so this week's show, you know what I'm saying, it's been a lot going on the past week, you know what I'm saying, a lot of things that has been talked about, hasn't been talked about, and so we're going to address some things. But I first would like to start with showing this video from some greasy, grubby, nasty, disgusting sodomite that somebody recorded at some event somewhere. I don't know where they was at. I don't know what they was doing. I think it was a, it was a pride parade somewhere in Europe. Yeah, go ahead, give it. It was a gay pride parade in like somewhere like Belgium or Germany or one of them type countries. Yeah, some nasty-ass white place with nasty-ass <laughs> white people. And first of all, on this show, we ain't politically correct. You know? And we're going to call you white people. Ain't gonna be no white people. All this goddamn, what's it called? Uh, political correctness, man. Get the whole damn English language changed. People got speaking acronyms. This see shit the, can't see even the cat, speak brothers, brothers gotta uh, put the acronym for the white man. The devil yes. the speaks of. Yes. They yeah, gotta yeah. put like three sentences. They gotta put the first word of each sentence. <laughs> it's ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? But that's the times we living in, man. Remember, the world we living in today reminds me of this book I read coming up. They made us read in school called. Um, 1984, written by George Orwell. And in this 1984 book, it talked about exactly the times we're living in where damn near everybody is always spying on one another. And if you see somebody doing something wrong or something you don't get along with, you snitch on them, you go tell Big Brother, get that person locked up. People is literally... People literally having their virtual self put in jail on Facebook. Like Facebook has a goddamn jail where you get locked up for speaking incorrectly or for saying things that Facebook doesn't agree with when, goddamn, I thought Facebook was, you know, for me to do what the hell I wanted to do and say what I wanted to say. If somebody don't like what's being said on my Facebook, why can't they just leave Facebook? Why I got to change my channel and watch my language? I should be free to do whatever the hell I want. If you don't want to see it, you can block me, unfollow me, dislike me. But as we're going to see tonight in some of these stories we're going to go through, people just love to just be a hater. It's not enough just to not see what you're doing. They got to try and get you shut down. They got to try and censor you. And it's just a whole evil, disgusting mess. So now we're going to get to this video, man. Like I told y'all, it's a very disgusting video, a very horrible video. And my brother already said this is at some pride parade. In Europe. Now, first of all, I want y'all to take a look at these bathrooms. The urinal itself was, that's what I thought the video was about. I thought the video was about that they got this urinal when you outside pissing. This is a horrible place to have to use the bathroom. I could not be at this place and use this bathroom because it's literally pissing into a hole in the side of a thing. Yeah, I'll just let you piss on the tree or something. That's what I'm saying. As far as the it privacy. Was, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, let you go ahead and to have to use the bathroom at this place. It's horrible. That's the first thing that's effed up about this. But then it's like, okay, this cat makes peeing uncomfortable. You can't go in the bathroom and be installed next to a cat like this because he'll make you punch him in the goddamn mouth. He, just with his presence, not even. Just, with his, that's what I'm saying. Just his presence just, now. Any nigga with a dog collar on, you know. Look at this cat. He got his shirt <laughs> off, got a dog collar on. Now people walk around, people urinate, right? Now I want y'all to see what happens. 
This guy, this is, I want y'all to just watch. I'm going to be quiet, and I'm going to see if y'all pick up on what's going on in this video. <laughs> now, at first, you're not going to really understand what's going on first. You know what I'm saying? It looks like this guy just standing there, he's having a sip. Having a drink while people taking pisses, right? Now, watch what he does with this cup. Guy in the green leaves the bathroom. Alright, look, he's making you niggas uncomfortable as hell while they pissing. This is just a horribly uncomfortable situation. Stand around waiting, got the cup in his hand. Now watch this. This guy leaves. He goes and puts the cup in the holder where people are pissing. And he's going to just stand around. So they piss in the cup. Same cup he just drank from. He just put it in the fucking bathroom stall. Now, here comes this guy. He's flamboyantly gay as well. He uses the bathroom. And there's another guy goes and steps in there to use the bathroom. This uncomfortable, awkward-ass nigga. This guy in the green, awkward shit. Now, this guy went and picked up a cup from where that guy's just used the bathroom. And right about is here is where you realize that this guy is drinking fucking piss. He's fucking now, why he so crazy about it? in the goddamn stall, and he's standing there, and he's drinking fucking piss. These are the people who want you to believe that homosexuality is something that is, you know, completely normal and acceptable and, you know. He acting like just, it's normal, like it's just something you be doing, them. just drinking people piss. Look, he takes the cup. He, the, that time, the first time he did it, he did it right in front of the guy's face. The guy finishes pissing. Right when he backed up, he took the, took and the he cup takes right in front the cup. of and he drinks this man's piss, bruh. These are the people who are ruling over you. These are the people who go on to Mars, and these are people who voted for Donald Trump. These are people that are saying that you can't stop love, and, you know, it's a woman's right to choose if she's going to have an abortion or not, and you can't stop same-sex marriages. Like, this shit made me so fucking sick when I saw it out. But this is the nature of the white man. This is the nature of the beast that yeah, just and this, this is the true um, this is what homosexuality actually is. They try to act they try to act like homosexuality is, you know, it's a normal behavior. But it's truly a deviancy. It's truly yes. something mentally wrong with you. Yeah. This and, is at the core. And a, and a lot of the homosexuals is is is, is they gay on top of they like to drink piss. Yeah. On top of they drug addict, on top of they schizophrenic. Yeah. It's it's not just, you know, a normal thing. White people are disgusting. You know what I'm saying? And at the core of all of them is just... How, okay. I don't know. This video disturbed me. I can't even really <laughs> formulate what I want. I can't even get out what I want to say. Except for 
It's absolutely okay. disgusting. It is. It's really no way to go but, around. Okay. Drinking piss is like being a homosexual. That's what I'm saying. Being a damn homosexuality is such a unnatural thing. It's like drinking piss. That you can't just be homosexual. You're going to be a homosexual and drink piss. You're going to be a homosexual and be a pedophile. You're going to be a homosexual and snort, you know, heroin. You're going to shoot weed in your veins. You're going to do everything upside down and backwards as fuck. Because that's what is inside the heart of these white people. So I wanted to show this video. I wanted to show this video just to highlight, man, how disgusting and sick and sinister, these motherfuckers out of ruling over us. So now that we didn't get that out, the goddamn. He probably a serial killer. He probably killed people. Listen, bro. Free time. Uh, he eats. You know, he drinking Cambodian breast milk. <laughs> goddamn, he drinking piss. He do any goddamn thing. That shit was sickening. You understand? Um, and it's just, it exists. It's on the internet now. Facebook will censor us for saying the white man is the devil. They'll censor us for saying homosexuals. Is unnatural. Homosexuality is unnatural, but they will not censor a video of a devil drinking piss at a goddamn festival. Now, the reason why I showed that video, that was the nasty devil's portion of the show. Now we're going to go into this video of these dumb ass white boys. He was drinking he was drinking that piss like um he was at a wine tasting. Yeah, he was. He was <laughs> He's like, this one this one got a little tank to it. He's all about this one. <laughs> he, he, he switched it he around. Switched it around. He smelled it first. It and got the aroma. Took a little, it's a little dry. It's a little dry. It's a little dry. I'm about this part. These devils is at the goddamn thing drinking piss, man. Shit is disgusting, man. It's a little dry. Now, this next video we get comes from. I don't know where it comes from. Africa, I'm assuming. Yes, Africa. White people is dumb as hell as well. And in this video. There's some white boys on out in the middle of goddamn Africa running around in a fucking zebra costume. Yeah, so I think Maybe. it's kinda old. I think I saw it before. Yeah, that, it might you might have seen it before. It might even be jackass or something. It might be. So but that, the bottom line is doing. that okay. They running around in a goddamn zebra outfit in the middle of in the middle of the fucking wild of Africa. The lions. Goddamn right? lions run up on them. Yo. Now, what the is lion, they doing? The, I don't know if there's lions there. Bro, God, what are they doing? Lions. Real lions, bro. Lions I'm, thinking it's just, I'm, thinking just, I'm thinking it's just zebras. Nah. Fucking lion. They fucking remember these lions? Bro, the lions ran up on them, man. These stupid ass white boys, man. White people got a goddamn death wish. <laughs> what is they doing? They just do it. That lion gonna be mad as shit when he realizes that ain't an actual zebra head. He, the lion know. blown. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Even the lion. The lion gonna be like, what the hell is they doing? I got this this old sack of uh, foam. Even goddamn lion know the white man is the devil. The lion thing, he got a good hunt. He yeah. got some goddamn dinner. Like, y'all get his whole head off in one street. It's a fucking toy. Get your head back to the fucking pride and there's nothing in there. You know what I'm saying? White people dumb as hell. The bottom line of these two videos that I showed is just to highlight how immature and disgusting these people are who are ruling over us. And every day of your life, you should be fighting hard to free yourself from the bondage, the mental bondage and the physical bondage that these people have put us in. You understand? At the core of every single oppressor of our people is just a, a spirit of vanity 
and nothing to just do whatever they want to just, you know, be defiant. Cool. You understand? These white boys running around in the desert and while I might look funny and be a joke, really, they just taunting life. They ain't taking life serious. Life is a goddamn joke. They go play with the goddamn lions in the jungle. This nasty devil got a goddamn dog collar on walking around in the middle of the goddamn park putting cups inside a urinal so people are pissing the cup so he can drink it. Everything about Caucasian culture and Caucasian lifestyle is just rebellion against the most high. Rebellion against everything that's decent and normal and, you know, should give you life. And these people's entire way of existing is a, is a taunt to the most high. You understand? That's why they promote sin. That's why they live wickedly. That's why we're living in a society where a man can have another man, can have a man, marry a man. Yeah. A man can marry a woman and divorce a woman, but a man can't have more than one wife. We live in a land where a woman can abort her baby. You understand? A woman can decide to put a man on child support if she wants the baby and the man don't. But the, but the, but the woman is given authority, you understand, to think she's free and independent and not need no man. Like, we live in a society that's completely upside down and backwards and videos like these highlight the true spirit of the people that's ruling over us. I know we in America, it's 2018. You think, you know, the culture of America is everybody's culture. You think that you free and you get to, you know, you think you self-determined. You think you like the things you like because you just made that up in your mind. And you don't know that everything that you believe and everything that you think and everything you feel has been programmed into you. Through the goddamn TV, through the internet through the radio, everything about your life is engulfed in white supremacy and engulfed in, you know, white espionage and propaganda that's been playing, played on your brain. See these people for who they truly are, man. Wake the hell up and don't be nothing like them. I bet I never seen no niggas running around no goddamn jungle in a fucking <laughs> zebra suit. And God forbid what you homosexual brothers doing out there. These, these devils running around drinking pissing cups. I don't know what the hell they got y'all doing. Free yourself, man. Break free and be different. Be anything but what a white man is. They got to drink a piss straight from the tap. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? John L. Sister Perry said, I think the state of y'all appearance should matter more to y'all than this. Look at y'all hair and health state. How the fuck you going to teach somebody something? Put your bitch ass up. Bitch, nigga, what the fuck is you talking about about they, the way what, my look is my... What race of person is that? I asked some nigga. I don't know. Uh, what the fuck you mean what I'm going to teach you? Look at... What did, what did you try to say, nigga? Just come out and say what you're trying to say. What well, you going to say? I can't, I can't be smart and have braids. With you the, know what I'm saying? No, I think the nigga saying we look too healthy. I think <laughs> we look like we eat too much. God damn it. Don't you know that nigga being healthy... He said something about your hair. And ha- okay, he did say something about your hair. What is he saying about my hair? What the hell? What you saying? You can't you can have braids and a beard and still be smart and yeah, intelligent, nigga. I read, nigga. What is you talking about, bro? Nigga, I do anything. What is you trying to say? Be more clear in what you're saying. Now. Come on, John. Be more clear in what you're saying because I don't I don't get it, bro. You got to speak to me directly. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what all this. I ain't with all this uh, subliminal shit. You gotta, wear, you you gotta to wear a three-piece suit before a nigga believe anything that come out your mouth. I'm a woman L sister, by the way. Uh, it says John L sister this Perry. Let's say John. Let's say John. What is it? say John. Okay. Anyway. Let's say John. Sister, what are you trying to say? Yeah, what are you trying to say? What are you saying about the way our parents? 
I look goddamn good. What the fuck is you trying to say? I'm healthy. I eat good. I got women. What is you talking about? I'm shining. Goddamn, the camera effect got me blinking. I'm shining. <laughs> I'm shining, nigga. I'm shining. Looking good in this motherfucker. I'm shining, nigga. I'm shining. What is you trying to say? A sister named John. Dumbass. <laughs> Listen here, man. You come on the Angry Black Man show. Stay your ass in line. Stay your ass in order. <clears throat> you got some constructive criticism or something you want to say about my appearance? Jump in the inbox and say it. Don't be saying it to me on the goddamn in the middle of the middle of the show because I'm gonna blaze on your ass. I'm trying to be nice. You can't talk about people with your stomach on your legs. You do look good. Oh, that's yeah. Shout out to Maria. <laughs> you can't talk about people with your stomach on your legs. You stupid bitch. What are you talking about? My stomach on my. You don't legs? see nobody's stomach in the view. What are you talking you about? You Listen, you stomach. little bony back bitch. If you like little skinny ass frail niggas. Then check your ass to another channel. We eat good over here. We healthy. You understand? And I guarantee you, any nigga you want to bring over here that's going to talk some shit, you understand? A nigga can't hang with me three rounds, five rounds, ten rounds in the goddamn boxing gym. You understand? On the goddamn wrestling match. I put him in the ring with my brother Ariel. He'll make that nigga tap the fuck out. You might want to hear none of that shit. Listen, if y'all think that we soft or we unhealthy because of our size, you come see us in the streets. You women out there who look at us and say, oh, ain't whatever the hell this bitch is saying, you gonna wish you had a big brolic nigga to scare devils away or scare them niggas in your hood away when 911 no longer work and when the society break down. You motherfuckers gotta open y'all heads up and stop being so goddamn carnal and so weak-minded. Like, what the fuck, bitch? You want every nigga to look like, uh, whoever the fuck. Bitch... Where your nigga at? Why is you on here talking to me about? I think she's using like page. I think that's why I say John. It say John L's sister though. I think this bitch just confused and stupid, and so she ain't got nothing to do. Maybe John ain't the last name. So she tried to steal some of our attention. I done gave this bitch more attention than I needed. Oh, she's just transsexual. I was. Oh, we was. Oh, bitch. That's the problem. Should have said that. These niggas, that bitch is lame. That bitch is lame, and we're going. You know, you mad and this is joint account with my husband. You lame ass bitch who have a joint account with their That's what I thought it was. That's why I said. Your nigga weak as shit. Hey, John. John Perry. Well, she said she's a transsexual, so that, I don't understand. Man, fuck that bitch. It's a lot of Bottom fucked up line. shit going on. Man. Get your husband so I can tell him he needs to get his <laughs> bitch in check and keep her off the angry black man show talking shit because this ain't got nothing to do with that. We, first of all, we're in the middle of a conversation about homosexual white men drinking piss, piss at a goddamn event and stupid white so I men gotta, I just gotta stop and not talk about the piss that's what I'm saying stupid gotta, you know. and stupid white men running around the desert in a zebra outfit getting <laughs> almost killed to death by lions and you wanna talk about our appearance and what we got to teach people you should just stay off the show yeah. just stay off the channel if you're gonna watch shut your goddamn mouth because you ain't got nothing intelligent to say if you got a husband I don't know why you worried about what I'm looking like anyway go mind your goddamn business Back to the stories. You understand? Back to the stories. This week in Baltimore, there's a video that surfaced with a police officer in Baltimore, you know, using excessive, excessive force on a brother in the streets. Shalom, Shalom. And in this video of this excessive, uh, excessive force being used on a brother, 
it just really it, it highlighted for me something that every brother, every black Latino or Native Indian can relate to when it comes to the police in our neighborhoods, especially the black police. Hold on. Let me get the actual video. Um, give me, bear with me one second, y'all. Here we go right here. Here's the video. I'm going to play the video for y'all so y'all can see the video. You know what I'm saying? Because this shit just it made me sick to my stomach. But... You know, it's a big problem with this, I just realized. What? Is that the cop, the, the cop is not doing the ass with him. He knows it's wrong. He, you see how I'm trying to break it up and all that? He knows we're doing the wrong, but he won't, he won't actually do anything to stop it. And that's the problem. It's cats like him who see shit like, like this all the time, but never stop the department. Just let it go on and let it happen. Here's what's wrong with being a black police officer. And that's here's why, why people think cops ain't shit. This is why black people in the hood hate cops. Because, you know, every real nigga knows a bitch nigga when you say it. And this cop is a bitch nigga because who beats on a defenseless man? I've seen videos where cops square up with niggas. Yeah. I've seen videos where cops put on the gloves. I've seen videos where a cop got a problem with a cat, a cat talking mess. Cops say, all right, see me with the hand. Actually fight him. But to be a man in authority and a man in position to... You know, lock a brother up, put him in handcuffs, give him a ticket, basically make a brother's life a living hell. For you to take that authority and to beat on a defenseless man because you can just shows that you were weak and you were emotional and you that bitch ass pussy nigga that you was in high school that everybody teased and made fun of and none of the girls gave no pussy to. And so you decided to be a cop so you could get back at the world. I saw this, I saw this picture. He's definitely a kid. He's definitely a kid that got. Fuck with a lot in high school. Yes. Now he got to get that badge and that gun to feel like a man. The majority of the cops that are in our communities that are black, they are the weak niggas, just the the bitch-ass niggas. Now, I ain't saying every black cop is a bitch-ass nigga, but black cops that behave the way that this brother behaves towards the brother, they the cats who was pussies in school, who got bullied. And really, okay, y'all let me know if I'm wrong. And I want like the people out there to chime in. What is bullying to you? If you're a black man out there or a black woman out there, you know, remove all of the 2018 political correct standards in terms of bullying. When you was in high school coming up, what did bullying look like? For me, bullying when I came up was really making fun of somebody who wasn't in a position to try and make fun back. Like, okay, bullying wasn't Hey, nigga, give me your lunch money. Yeah. Hey, nigga, give me your shoes. Bullying was like picking on somebody who was poor. Like, you cat poor, broke family, ain't got no money, and you making fun of him because he's poor. To me, that was bullying. You know what I'm saying? Um, really, that was it. We just made fun of niggas. Cool. But the fun in making fun of niggas was a nigga trying to make fun of you back. That's not really bullying, though. You just piled, okay, but... Um, and, most of those, and, and did you did you know those people, like, personally, most of the time? Yeah, we've been in school since we was fucking... And that that makes a difference, too, if you know the person. 
You know what I'm saying? Okay, this is what I'm saying. There was cats who we knew. Okay, this cat's mother's on crack. Yeah. They ain't got no money. He barely eating. You don't make fun you of that make cat. For you. you don't join on him for having to pay less shoes on and make fun of him for being broke because he's living a rough life. Everybody everybody loved that cat and looked out for him. Nobody tried to pick on him. And if you did, you got punched in the mouth because that yeah, was bitch ass shit. But if you a nigga who, you know, you just can't dress or you just lame or you just, you know, <laughs> you, you act like you the shit when really nigga... Look at your sweatpants. They up to your goddamn knees. You got capris on. You got made fun of. But there was... Okay, it got to a point where, you know, it got... Niggas cried and shit. Bullying was that like... That bullying when they cried. Okay, if you join on the nigga till he cried, bro, he can't come in the lunchroom for four days. That's what I'm saying. That might be bullying. That's bullying, though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But bullying was that, though. It wasn't... It's all a point. It's all to a point. Yeah, it wasn't... It all depends, really. You can't really... Bullying wasn't, you know, smacking a nigga and... It's hard to define it. It all depends on... You know, taking his lunch money and shit. Yeah. So, it's like... Cops today, what they're doing in the black community is they're bullying. And they're not bullying the way we bully. They bullying the way white people bully. They bullying, like, you know, take your lunch money... A bitch ass nigga get against the wall. Dump you, dump, you. You in the, dump you in the trash can. Yeah, reach inside your fucking underwears, massage your balls. Like the cops are bullies, and only the bullies is always the weakest ass niggas. They might be big, they might be strong, but you go upside their head one, one, once or twice. That nigga ain't never gonna bully again. And that's the police that's in our community, man. The police is a is a you know a force of brutality. And intimidation and bullying and videos like this make me sick, man. And what, and and the the moral of the, of the, the eventual outcome of this video is the brother who got beat up. He's gonna sue the police department. He gonna get paid. The cop got fired. You know what I'm saying? And in the story that came out, it said that this brother and this cop had a history, had past yeah, incidents, past events. Those of us who grew up in the hood, you know that you. Real quickly, get familiar with the cops that patrol your neighborhood. I grew up. I grew up in D.C. It was the same cops that patrolled the neighborhood. We knew what days they worked, what time they shift was, when they came on, when they went off, and we became familiar with one another. For some of them, some of them cops was alright. They was cool. They just doing their job. Other cops hated niggas and you know had certain niggas they had beef with or issues with, and they was the whole ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? But these cops like this one here in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? They all over the black community. They all over the Latino community. And they are the problem in, our, in, in the ghetto. They the problem in the hood. Weak bitch ass niggas that's emotional, that don't know how to handle having authority, don't know how to handle, you know, being in a position of authority of authority or rulership. They the reason why the ghetto's so fucked up. And you there's, there's cats like this that's not police officers, but they might be your boss on the job. They might be the manager at the company you work for, and they just so full of hatred for niggas that, you know, anytime they get an opportunity to just flex or, or, or to show off or to really put somebody else down, they all for it. You know what I'm saying? And them niggas like that, man, we got to get rid of them in our, in, in our community. Boy, you want to say something about it? Yeah. Um, okay, to be, okay, to be a cop, they really breed you to be merciless. Mm-hmm. They don't breed you to be what you think a cop should be, which is somebody who got a little mercy, got a little discretion, got got to know when to go off and when not to go off. But in the police force, you can tell by the way they act. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the different stories they tell. 
Go ahead, give me. That they're you know completely merciless, and that's how they train them to be. Yeah. I was like, and that movie, um, Training Day, it was a small scene where the cat said, um, he said it's like he said it's like imagine you wake up in front of wake up in the morning, and it's a slug in front of you in your porch. Yeah. And you take the slug and you throw it throw it in the, in the grass. Yeah. Time go on. Eventually, the slug he get up. Take his time, walk around the corner, come back to your, your front porch. Mm-hmm. You wake up back the next day. You look down at the slug. What the fuck you doing here, slug? Mm-hmm. That's the mentality of the police. The mentality of the police where I'm just they just they feel so burdened with dealing some with, with people that's so destroyed, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to deal with somebody that they don't know how to deal with somebody without violence. Yeah. That's the only and he like like you said he know this cat. He see him all the time, and he does not know how to deal with this cat. Yeah. He see him all the time. Probably locked him up a few times. Cat probably been out of jail a couple of times because of, because of dealing with him. Mm-hmm. And he just gets tired of the everyday seeing this cat all the time, locking him up, all the time, all the time. Because he doesn't know how to fix the problem the cat got. Yeah, and that's and that's why I put cops are so they don't know how to deal with a problem. They don't know how to deal with a problem. They don't know how to you know have an actual discretion with different problems. Yeah. and it's heavy that you brought that out because really the police the the, the way that the police deal with our community is a reflection. Of a bigger problem that exists within white culture, and that white culture is not the, the culture of white people is not to ever fix a problem. It's to just dress it up and hide it away and pretend it don't exist. You can look at look in the white man's medical in the, the medical community. You know what I'm saying? The, the whole pharmaceutical industry is not about curing anything. It's about bandaging it up, making people live a manageable life so that they can continue to be dependent on the system. You understand? And it goes back, I'm about to dive into some history right quick. You know what I'm saying? In, in the Roman Empire, they had a phrase or, or a term that was ab auto chaos, or order out of chaos. And that was the way that the Romans maintained the rulership and their authority over all of the people that they ruled over. You understand? The Roman way of rulership was if you create chaos, create a, create a situation where everything is in disarray, everything is dysfunctional, everything is effed up. If you cause the people to go against each other, go against one another, then you can come in and have step in and be the authority with the solution that gets all the people to side with you and come under your subjection in order for them to have order. And what we see in the black community is exactly that. The black community as it exists today is designed to be dysfunctional. It's designed for the police to be, you know what I'm saying, brutal towards us. It's designed for us to be starving and oppressed and hungry so we pick up guns and kill each other. We pick up drugs and sell them to one another. We're so miserable and hopeless in our life that all we want to do is have sex with somebody to make us feel good. And so you got men having sex with women and throwing them away. You got women having sex with men getting thrown away, going to the next man the next night. Everything about the way we live is designed for it to be chaotic, designed for it to be dysfunctional so that we will lean on the government to be the ones who can maintain order. When in reality, the government that we lean to for order is the reason why shit is functional in the first place. Same thing goes for your body. Like I said, dealing with medicine for an example. You got a sickness or an ailment, you got a cough. You go to the doctor, doctor say, oh, man, you got, you got this disease or you got this infection. Here, take this medicine. It'll make you better. The medicine that you're taking, though, to fix the cough is going to give you diarrhea. It's going to make your penis shrink. It's going to make your head hurt. It's going to make you, you understand, you, you, you have cotton mouth. And so now you ain't got the, you ain't got the, 
the the you know the disease anymore or the bacteria, but now you got diarrhea and shrinkage and all types of other shit going on. You gonna come back to the doctor, he's gonna give you five more medicines that's gonna fix those things, but give you five more, ten more problems. Everything about this white man's culture is never to address the actual problem, it's just to try and cover it up, act like it doesn't exist so that you can go on and live a life. The same thing goes for mental mental illness. You understand? There's a big push today in today's society about, you know, speaking about your feelings and, you know, acknowledging your depression and talking about it. And, you know, everybody it feel bad for somebody who has, you know, you depressed, tell people so everybody knows so that they can understand you. Listen, man, depression ain't something that's brand new. People been depressed for thousands of years. You know what people been doing for thousands of years? They've been going about their goddamn business to fight through the depression. Being depressed is not an excuse to just do nothing. It's not an excuse to give up on life. Ain't nobody gonna feel bad for you because you're depressed. You got to keep pushing and get through it. The white man wants everybody to be so expressive and talking about it and feeling about it so that they can act like they have the solution. They want you to acknowledge your sickness or your illness so that they can say, oh, we have something that can fix that. And you're depressed, the white man give you medicine to help with the depression but he don't actually treat the thing that's causing you to be depressed. You're depressed because you're oppressed. You're depressed because your family is dysfunctional, because your neighborhood is destroyed, because you're living in hell under the white man. He don't want to fix that. He do want to give you a pill, though. He'll give you a pill. That pill ain't going to fix your depression, but it'll make life a little bit more bearable. It'll make you, you know, <laughs> you crying one second and smiling the next, you know what I'm saying? But the white man, nothing about this white man's way of life or this white man's culture is, is designated or designed to actually cause any situation or any circumstance to improve and to be better. You feel what I'm saying? So well, there's going to be a lot more stories like this coming out, unfortunately. What we need to do is put pressure on these black cops to acknowledge... The, you know, the, the wickedness that exists in that um, what a law enforcement industry and get the hell on out. You know what I'm saying? You're a brother that's in the, you're a brother that's in the white man's uh, law enforcement agencies, man. You need to prepare yourself to actually be a help to your people and to free yourself from the bond. Because you brothers in that law enforcement, you are, you in bondage because your way of thinking and your way of living and your way of going about solving problems comes from the white man. And the white man is emotional. The white man is weak-minded. The white man does not have a grasp on reality. And that's why we see incidents like what happened with this brother in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? So, you had anything else you want to add on that? Yeah, well, just one thing. Like you were saying, all the institutions that the white man has in America that you think is, you know, that should be to protect you or to help you on his ways for he just finds ways in the institution to make money. Yeah. That's all of them. That's yep. that's the correctional facilities, correctional system. Yep. Should be a system that's there to protect you, to keep criminals off the streets, to yep. make sure everybody's safe. The white man just go into it and find a way to make money off of it. Yep. Private prisons and yep. you know, giving cops quotas and yep. making them arrest a certain amount of people. Just finds a ways to make money. The um yep. the uh, like you just said, the uh, pharmaceutical industry. That should be a place where you go to get better from your sicknesses. You go there, he just find a way to make more money than he should be making. You find a way, he, he give you um, he give you them pills, get you hooked on the pills, 
So you addicted to some pill, you you got it because you had a backache. Mm-hmm. Two years later, now you addicted to these pills, buying these pills off of these doctors mm-hmm. because you now you're an addict. You put you make you an addict like any drug dealer that's trying to find a way to make more money and, and capitalize off of the power. Yeah, that, that's all. That all the institutions, pharmaceutical, correctional facilities, the government, all of them, all they do, the white man get in those industries and try to find a way to get rich off of it yeah. instead of instead of actually protecting people. Uh, Caring for people. Yeah, and, and here, listen, I want all y'all to understand out there the reason why we speak against all evil against black people and we speak against the failures of black leadership and we speak against the failures of the, of the white man or the oppressor that's ruling over us because we actually have solutions to call to fix all of these problems. We have the solution to police brutality. You understand? We have the solution to black on black crime. We have the solution to ending your depression and ending your bipolar disorder and ending your schizophrenia, schizophrenia, you understand? Because we have the solutions, we can speak from a position of that's wrong, this ain't right, the white man is the devil, you understand? We ain't just out here talking some shit. This ain't a show where you're just going to hear us run our mouth. We talk about these stories and we bring out the, the wrongs in these situations because we have the solutions. There is a solution for the black cop who feels like he got a beat on black and on beat on black men who he's frustrated with on his job. You understand? We speak for the black man who's frustrated with the police because he's a, he's a bro, supposed to be a brother working for the devil and he hates niggas. You understand? We speak against abortion because we have solutions for them women who want who don't want to have them babies or feel like they're gonna have them babies and. Not going to have no man to be there or whatever the hell the case may be. We speak against homosexuality because we have the solution to fixing the homosexuality. We speak against hoes because we have the solution to fix all the traumas that happen in a woman's life that cause her to be a hoe. You understand? So understand when we speaking against these things, it's because in the ISUPK, we have all the solutions to all the problems that are facing our people and and. When we, when we criticize stories like this, the end result is always, if you come into the ISUPK, find a school in the city near you, contact me in the angry, angry Black Man media page in the inbox. I will point you in the direction of a school near you where you and your loved ones and anybody else that's Black, Latino, or Native Indian can get some assistance and some help towards being the man and the woman that the Lord called you to be so that we can free ourselves from all of these struggles and these you know what I'm saying? Things that's plaguing us. But it was... I want to touch on that story, man, because seeing how this brother was treated just made me think of so many brothers I grew up with who had the same thing happen to them. You know what I'm saying? And so we got to thank the most high for they being cameras now because, like, it was brought out on Monday night on Commander General Johannes' radio show. If it wasn't for cameras, that brother would have went to jail for resisting arrest. That brother would have got locked up and Charges was pressed. That whole ass cop who attacked him would still be out on the streets doing it to another brother, and there would be no justice or no recourse or action. But thanks be to these cameras and this modern technology, these bastards is able to be exposed and get dealt with properly. You know what I'm saying? So that's it on that, man. Moving off of that, uh, what else we had? The story happened in Philly. That's the story in Philly. Oh, that's, matter of fact, okay, real quick, I wanted to talk about the goddamn white people marching on DC. This past weekend, 
in D.C., the same white men that marched on Charlottesville came down and marched on D.C. If y'all don't remember a year ago, you know what I'm saying, um, there were some white men that marched to Charlottesville, Virginia. And them, them white men had, you know, they came out there with goddamn torches, uh, tiki torches. Tiki torches, this is a bunch of, a bunch of, you know, racist, white, pro-white crap, right? What am I trying to say, y'all? I'm losing my words. Missing my words. I'm trying to It was a white answer. supremacist rally. Man, they, the KKK was, they was white. They had torches. Yeah, the KKK. They said, um, they were saying, uh, we, uh, we you, will not, you will not replace us. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I mean, two people died. No, one person died. Yes. Because somebody came through the car, crowd. Yeah, the car came through a roll. Yeah. She mad as hell. Yeah, she's a perfect white woman to showcase. <laughs> so, last year, a year ago, the KKK marched through Charlottesville, Virginia, and they had tiki torches, and they was, you know, chanting, you know, saying, you ain't going to take our country, and you ain't going to replace us. Basically, they was on a pro-white. It started It started because they were taking down the... Um, the Confederate statues. Yeah, yeah, they were taking Confederate statues down in cities in the South. You understand? And um, I don't know that shit. <laughs> I, just, I won't get nothing done. We be talking all day. Yeah, it be just us arguing with <laughs> Trump. You understand? So the KKK marched in Charlottesville last year. So this year they was bringing it to DC. Yeah. And I didn't know nothing about the jump. Right? I called I on Saturday. Know. I called my man down there in DC just to holler at him and shit. And he was like, he was like, soccer war. He was like, what's up, man? You coming into town to fight these crackers? <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, man, KKK trying to march through D.C. tomorrow. And I was like, man, what you talking about? And he was like, man, it's like 800 of them. They said they're going to come march through, march through the city. Yeah. He said, but the, the counter-protesters was like 5,000 deep. Cool. He was like, it's going to be a counter-protest. He said, it's 800 KKK members. But it's like 5,000 counter-protesters. He's like, man, they said they're going to ride on them crackers tomorrow. So he said, brothers had shirts printed up saying, this is D.C., this ain't Charlottesville, bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take your cracker ass back down south. It's just a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. And so they had the little... Now, first and foremost, marching anything in white people America is... has no place... Black people have no place in marching. You understand? We've been marching for 60 years since Martin Luther King. Marching has not done nothing for our people. Marching has not changed our situation, our circumstance. It ain't made things any better. Marching may be the worst activist thing you can do besides voting. Marching and voting is the two worst things that ever happened to black people, and I'll tell you why. Marching and voting give people a false sense of having done something. There's a march and there's a you know a protest downtown and they're gonna march and you go down there and you participate in the march and you go hold a sign and you go saying we shall overcome or you hold your hands up and don't shoot or you lay in the middle of the street. You feel like yeah I did my part to help black people. I did my part to stand up and I was part of the solution and that part of the problem. When you march for that one day or them two days, and then what? You go right back to the same goddamn condition you had before. Don't nothing change. Nobody's held accountable, but you feel good because you marched. Then you go and you vote. Or at the march, they tell you, we got to vote. You got to get out there to vote. 
let your voice be heard. You be, you know, you got to be part of the solution, not the problem. You can't complain about the problems in this country if you don't go vote. You take your dumb ass down into the goddamn booth and you vote. And you get the little sticker to say, I voted. And you get to tell all your friends, yeah, I voted for so-and-so and such-and-such. And I voted the comptroller and the treasurer and this and that. And you feel like you did something. Meanwhile, nothing changes in your community. Nothing gets better. The drugs don't stop. The shootings don't stop. The raping, the murdering, the robbing don't stop. Hey, I did my part, though, man. I voted. You understand? All of that shit has got to stop when it comes to us. These KKK crackers show you what marching is. Marching is not begging and asking. Marching is a show of force. Marching, when white people do it, is a show of this is what your problem is. This is what you're going to have to deal with if we don't get our way. And what I saw, I seen a sister had a post on Facebook where she was really upset about the crackers marching through D.C. And I said, what you upset about? You know what I'm saying? These white people have a freedom of speech. They got the ability to be able to express themselves. Are you mad because they expressing themselves that they hate niggas? Or are you mad because... Well, I, I said, are you mad because they have the right to express themselves? Or are you mad because they expressing something that you thought didn't exist anymore? And it's time for black people to wake up and realize that America has babied you since the time of the 60s. There's things that we learning today with Donald Trump being in office and with the KKK marching in our cities that our forefathers and foremothers knew. And that is that the white man is the enemy and he is the oppressor, the oppressor and there is nothing good that can come from joining them or seeking their love. Because of Martin Luther King, because of the marching movement of the 60s, because of the voting movement of the 60s, we now have these two things in our community that gives us a sense of accomplishment or gives us a sense of, you know, having done something when really voting and marching is the laziest thing you can do to affect change in the black community. You understand? We want things to change in our community. We have to get in the streets and actually be a part of the solutions. You got to go to the brothers that's on the corner selling drugs and you got to say, hey, brothers, man, y'all, you know what I'm saying? You see what y'all doing in y'all lives, man. You see what's, what's happening out here. Same thing been happening for 30 years, man. Y'all, I mean, tell, how long y'all going to be out here watching cats go through the same goddamn, you know, cycle? Hustling, dead, going to jail. Hustling, dead, going to jail. You understand, man? Y'all brothers got to get off this corner, man. Y'all got to go boom. Go ahead, go do this, go do that. In the ISBK, not only do we go out on the streets and we teach our brothers, we give those brothers solutions and alternatives to hustling in the streets, selling drugs, selling pills, getting high, living a lawless life. You understand? Because we know that the change that we need in our community is not going to come from voting some man to go live in the governor's mansion or voting some man to go live in the mayor's house. The change we need is going to come from putting a black man in every house. Putting a black man over every woman, putting a black man over every family so that we can have order and discipline and decency. And then when white people go to march, we could just care less. Let them crackers go express themselves. Let's send somebody down there with a camera to take a picture of every goddamn face in the crowd. So when we go to work the next day, we know Greg and Chris and Tom and Caitlin and Jennifer is goddamn racist devils. And that's why I never liked that stink ass wet dog smelling tramp in the first place. Who? The white people that you hated your job. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's how we get, that's how we make change in our community. White people want to march through your city, man. Let them crackers march through the city. Let them be free to express themselves and show you their hate. Make sure you teach your children. Don't turn a blind eye to it. Don't run from it because you don't want to see it or you don't want to deal with it. Listen, when I was coming up, man, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Let these white people show you how racist they are. Let them show you how much they hate your guts and use that to fuel your love for your people. Use that to fuel your desire to see your people be free. Use that to fuel yourself to come into the ISBK and join with your brothers and with your sisters in building that sanctuary for blacks, Latinos, and Native Indians that's free from this white man's influence, presence, and oppression. Because um, black people, they gotta learn. Black people gotta let to learn. Let, gotta learn how to let white people have their society. Let them have what they what they want, want to a certain degree. And that's and since we learned since the civil rights movement to always fight and combat them when they're racist and, and try to try to fight for their love. We just gotta let them have what they want. You gotta let them ha- let, let them have it. Well, half of the reason that they act a certain way, half of the reason that Donald Trump got even got in office, that you had these protesters in Charlottesville and all that, because black people are fighting to make white people accept them, and certain white people don't like that. They, they want they want America the, the way they want it to be. They want to live a certain way, and they don't want you encroaching on their lifestyle. And you really just forcing them to love you and, and encroaching on the way you on, on the way they live. Mm-hmm. Let them have their protests. Let them have their president. Mm-hmm. Let them do what they want to do, or they're going to be. It's, going, it's just you inflame their racism when you try to force them to f- try to force their love. Mm-hmm. Right. Just just separate from them. Don't yeah. be around them. Yeah. You never. You don't hear no. You don't. You don't hear the KKK uh, talking about um. Fucking uh, Chinese Chinese people mm-hmm. and Arab, maybe Arab, but, you know Chinese yeah, people yeah. and Koreans, because the Asians don't care about none of this political stuff. Don't you don't never hear, but you never hear about no Asian. Um, you don't, you never hear a political uh, a political pundit talk about. Uh, yeah, Barack Obama, he's fighting for the Asian vote this term. You mm-hmm. never, you never hear that. You never hear about the Asian vote. Never hear about it because they don't care about it. Mm-hmm. They had they build their own society away from all the political stuff. And they don't, they got a very low influence on politics in America. Because they know it's useless. They know it's better than just to have their own society within America and let white people do what they want to do. Stop mm-hmm. trying to force white people to love you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And that's heavy that already y'all brought that out because <coughs> you ain't never seen a goddamn Chinese march or a Chinese, yeah. you know, push the vote. You never but the Chinese got a Chinatown in every goddamn city in America. I ain't never seen a goddamn Arab vote or Arab march. There's a full-out war in the Middle East with white people and the Arabs. And Arabs has got all the goddamn crown fried chickens and the bodegas. That they could, you know, dream of in America. I ain't never seen no East Indian movement in, in America or East Indian peace, you know, whatever the whatever the fuck. But guess what? They own all the goddamn Seven Elevens and all the donut, all the Dunkin' Donuts. Transitioning off of that. So basically, marching is weak. It don't accomplish nothing. I don't give a damn if you're in all purple and gold. I don't give a damn if you if you marching against. The KKK, if you're marching to try and show, you know, unity or togetherness or to stop the violence, you're weak, you're Christian, and you don't give a damn about black people. If you're pushing voting, you're weak, you're Christian, and you don't give a damn about black people because neither of those things have any effect 
positively on our community. You know what I'm saying? Um, marching is like a, it's like a it's like a temper tantrum. Yeah, and that's what it looks like to the people that's in, to the people in charge. It looks like you just throwing a temper tantrum. You just crying and rolling around the floor, but you ain't gonna stop me from hurting you. You ain't gonna stop me from doing what I want to. To actually march is an act of, you know, um, it's an act of submission. Yeah, marching is like you know waving the red flag. You giving up. You're at you're at your oppressor's mercy. No, it's, people, it's the way you were told to express your pain. Yes. Instead yes. of actually doing, instead of trying to actually, it's white people's culture. Yes, yeah, this is the way you was it's taught just, to. It's just doing I'm something. I'm mad about something. I get a sign off. Doing something to cover up the hurt, yeah. cover up the pain, but never actually doing anything to affect change. That's why we got to break free from this white man's way of doing things and his philosophy on community and, and you know independence and freedom because none of those things are beneficial to us. You understand? Go ahead, Thumbnail. You want to say something? Ain't hey, like a. Hey, march is like a, a form of begging. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. If you are the oppressed people and you march, you're begging your oppressor to please give me a handout. Please, I'm showing you I'm at your mercy. You understand? Because who the hell marches and talks about they talks about they they you know plan to make change in the public? Yeah, hell kind of revolutionary act is that. You're going to go march in front of your oppressor and say, hey, oppressor, we mad. <laughs> and this march is to let you know that we mad. And this is how we're going to change it. We're going to march and interrupt your traffic. We're going to interrupt your lunch break. We're going to get all the media attention that we want because whatever, whatever, whatever. The white man don't give a damn about that. He's going to keep going to, the mo- to Mars, beating you upside your head, shoving dope in your community because all you're doing to make a change is marching. What you need to do is get out in the goddamn streets, go to your brothers and sisters who's suffering, who committing crimes, and get them to change their life. That's what we're doing in the ISUPK. You know what I'm saying? So transitioning off of this, I wanted to talk about 7-Eleven is a nasty-ass place. Please. <laughs> 7-Eleven is to be the worst shit ever. Everywhere I go, 7-Eleven is East Indians in there, and all that food is horrible and Sir, disgusting. Who? Why are you eating the food? But if, okay, I don't. But I'm saying though, they Stuff okay. No, good. This is why, because I go to Wawa. Oh yeah, oh, okay. Talk about this. <laughs> give me a, a fat. So you said Wawa. No, right, there's Wawa. So Wawa is this is why I brought up 7-Eleven and it being disgusting. Yeah. East Indians are on on 7-Eleven. Yeah. All the food 7-Eleven they kill you if you eat it. <laughs> don't eat East Indian food. I say that because there's a thing on the East Coast called Wawa. That's the most amazing shit ever. I don't think it's go to Wawa. It's only, it's only a few states. Yeah, I'm saying it's on the East Coast and it's down south. It's in Philly, Jersey. I know it's in Miami. It's Wawa, goddammit. If you know what Wawa is, it's the most amazing shit ever. You go there, you get some gas, you go buy some condoms, you get your Hogan for five dollars, <laughs> you go get some Gatorade, get a get goddamn Powerade juice. I mean, get a, a monster drink. You know what I'm saying? You can have your goddamn turkey, turkey sausage, egg and cheese croissant. It's all amazing. They got everything at Wawa. But today, I found. A Sonic. Have you ever been to a Sonic restaurant? Once. They're kind of, they're kind of uh, rare. Right here. You said what? I've been to one one time. They're kind of rare. Right okay. Here. Sonic, if you have one in your city or near where you are, is the most amazing fast food place you can visit. <laughs> what, they got the hot dogs or something? No. Sonic. Go ahead, Tommy. I'm talking I'm about clear, Sonic. I'm <laughs> no, nah, that too. That's <laughs> part of it. Because, you know, it's a black one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all what Sonic is. 
If any of y'all know what Sonic is out there, give me a thumbs up. Sonic is the most amazing shit ever. I went to a Sonic today, Ariya. You pull up, and it's the drive through is not just you getting in line behind a bunch of other it's cars. It's like a little waiting. station when you yes, sit you in pull front up of and there's a station and there's yeah. a little TV screen there, yeah. and there's a whole lot of goodness on the menu and a whole lot of different advertisements, and then you look at the little images on the screen and they're showing you you can have any kind of drink you want made any kind of way you can have a grape lemonade you can have a cherry limeade you can have this you can get a, a slushy drink and add fruit and add sugar and add it was so amazing i just couldn't decide what i wanted to do with myself i got me a sonic double cheeseburger with some fries and then they gave me a cherry limeade drink and when they bought the drink to my car oh so flavorful and delicious it had the little crushed ice it just made the little sound <laughs> in my cup when I shook it. I drank it. It that's was delicious. It's the best ice. The ice, the best like, ice. Uh, yes, the little tiny crushed that's, that's ice. Big, that's the best one. Oh, it's so good. Ice it's like the hospital ice. ice. Like yeah. the ice they get niggas when you get shot. <laughs> uh, that's the best part about getting shot, nigga. You go to the hospital and get that crushed ice. <laughs> anyway, man, my meal at Sonic today was so delicious. I ain't know what to do with myself. That shit was good as fuck. The bra came out, you know what I'm saying? Walked to the car, bought us our food. Gave us a little conversation, me and my brother sitting there. We was dirty from work and shit. Because when you work in slavery, when you get, you know, construction-type work, you get all dirty and shit. The worst thing you want to do is go stand in the restaurant all dirty and shit, ask for your food and shit. But, man, Sonic was amazing today. And then, so here's the best part. I finished my drink, right? You know how you get to the bottom of the cup and there's just a little bit of ice and a little bit of juice. Yeah. And you say, I'm going to save this little bit of juice so when the ice starts to melt, the ice water still tastes like juice. Man, that shit was so delicious. I opened up the cup. <laughs> After the ice had melted a little bit, I opened up the cup. Even the ice water was delicious. And, and, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. I opened up the cup, and they had actual limes in my cup. I, oh. There was actual limes in my cherry limeade, which got me to thinking, well, goddamn, what if I got a strawberry kiwi? <laughs> what if I got me a goddamn... Banana lemonade, man, I got to go back again. I might go tomorrow to Sonic just to go see what they're going to put in my grape lemonade. Niggas going to be grapes? Is it going to be lemonade? I don't know. I got to go find out. Sonic was amazing. If you got, if you got, a, you got a Sonic in your city, bro, go get you some Sonic. Eat that shit. That shit was good. You know what I'm saying? But just maybe if there's a hierarchy of fast food places right now, 7-Eleven is way at the bottom of shit. I won't eat it. Wawa is the that's that's the homie around the way. Sonic is that bad bitch. Gotta get with her. Sonic is the shit. The lemon berry slush. I got to go check. Yeah, yeah. Y'all drop y'all favorite Sonic drinks so I can have me a list, man. Go check this shit out because Sonic was amazing today. I this is literally the highlight of my day. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell y'all a little story, man. If any of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Follow me on Facebook or on Instagram. You see, I posted a little picture early today. You know what I'm saying? I told y'all to make a meme. And I just want y'all to know, man, that that picture was a picture of joy and happiness that came from a real genuine place in the midst of me having a horrible, fucked up day out. I don't have many rough days already, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm the type of nigga, I kind of live my life. I do what I got to do. I go out, I grind, I get it, I make my money, do whatever I got to do. But today was one of them especially hard days. Cool. You understand? Niggas just dirty. You cover. I was doing a demolition job. Nigga covered in dirt. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't breathe in the room. I was in with the little mask on. I'm breathing so goddamn hard. The fucking mask is sticking in my nose. I'm breathing out and the shit coming off. It's dust every goddamn way. So I got frustrated halfway through the day. Took the mask off. 
just breathing in goddamn who knows what dust and asbestos and living, you know, death is in that goddamn place. But I'm just like, hey, man, I got eight hours. I got to get this goddamn day done. I'm working, man, fucking dirt all in my braids and in my head and shit. I'm just dreading everything about this day. Then I get a text. I get a text that made my whole suffering all worthwhile and made me remember why I'm that nigga and why I live such a good life. And I'm blessed and highly favored. And so I took a picture 